Hi, I'm Holly. Welcome to my world. This is a place for us to prove our point and share our views. Go have a listen. I'm Reese. Um, you can welcome to our world and here you can listen to all of us give our different opinions on our own thoughts and voice it. Hi, I'm Jake and welcome to our world. This podcast is so we can share what we go through on a regular basis. Hi, I'm Christina. Um, welcome to our world. I think you should listen because you can hear our day-to-day life experiences of being a young carer and see what we really go through. I'm Lana and I'm a young carer and um, you should listen to this podcast because every day we have to figure out what it's like in your world. So you should have a look at ours. Hi, I'm Ria. Welcome to our world. You should listen to this podcast as it will allow you an overview on what being a young carer is really like and the experiences we face on a day-to-day basis. Hi, I'm Jamal and you should listen to this podcast because it'll give you an insight as to what a young carer is and all the concerns that affect and impact such vital members of our community. our opinions or how we're feeling it's never really like thought about anyways like we'll get to express it but it's not really like anything is ever resolved from it and second that as well like we can talk we can try and tell people how we're feeling but it doesn't mean that anyone's actually listening so it's, it's like the whole idea of like are we heard is kind of like a a concept like we don't actually know if anyone's gonna like take on board what we're saying like actually act on the the things that we're asking for Mm, definitely seeing seeing that change or seeing that someone's actually listening and and doing something about it definitely yeah holly how do you feel about being a young person in bedford and and being able to voice your views and your opinions um I generally find it quite difficult to talk about my feelings and how I feel about things because I get quite nervous and everything. I just think that I'm quite usually wasting people's time. But um, this has been a door that's been opened for me to be able to express how I feel. And you've done such an amazing job. So don't ever feel like you're wasting anyone's time because your voice is so, so important. What are the positive impacts of your experiences and obstacles that you've had to overcome? I think that the positive impacts from our experiences would definitely be understanding everyone else's experiences too, because I feel with being a young carer, you get to understand that every single person's situation is different at home and that some people may not necessarily have it easier and some people may have it harder than you so I think it's a very good way in understanding not just young carers but other people as well. I think the experiences are kind of like an eye-opener to life in general like you know kind of almost puts you in a position where you're forced to, to grow up to to learn, to adapt, to think for yourself. Um, so that experience quite early on, especially for some people can be, you know, even earlier, um, that experience can be 
in some ways helpful because you're almost prepared for what life's going to face face you with and i think that and the support that we get from young carers and the the courses and the the programs that we've done you know things like the role model program or the peer mentor program all of those just kind of add to a an almost like cv of your life a cv of what you've done as a young carer I just want to add on to that as well. I completely agree. And I think with being a young carer, you've had to mature very quickly at such like a young age. And you have that such big responsibility as a young person because people often think as carers as people who are necessarily quite older or those earlier than what a young carer, basically. Um, so having that title, young carer, makes you seem very responsible and mature and that is the case for us because we have had to mature very quickly and like Jamal said we get all these experiences that we don't necessarily usually get to get like I remember before we've done the paddleboarding which I have never done in my life but without young carers I wouldn't be able to experience that so that's such a positive outlook into being a young carer that you get to do so much with the groups and it's truly something that I'm so grateful for. Yeah, right. Like we've gained a lot of like just general life skills as well, or at least well, depending on your camera you have like cooking, cleaning, like budgeting, shopping, stuff like that. And like, there's not a lot of young people our age that can actually do that stuff. And then looking even further ahead than maybe like uni or an apprenticeship, like when we, if you want to, of course, have families of our own, like we kind of already know how to communicate with people in that respect because like I don't know like in many regards my mum is my child like I know how to like, help her get ready I feed her I look after her emotionally like she's literally my child so I think that's like good practice as morbid as that may actually be that's fine well I mean we've learned how to like communicate and everything like properly and how to like take read of a situation which I wouldn't have been able to do but yeah. But to add <clears throat> to what I think Lana was saying before about it preparing us if you think it's kind of like a more intense version of school because school is always preparing you you know for what's immediately ahead you know the very next step you know so whether that's your GCSEs that you've got coming up uh, whether that's your A-levels that you've got coming up it's just the next step whereas being a young carer kind of prepares you to be, you know, three steps ahead where you would, you know, where, where you actually are, you've got to think what's happening at those those future points that you're trying to make it to. Um, we've probably learned how to see the world and people in like a longer view and in a different perspective, because we know that we can't instantly assume that if somebody at school they seem more happy and everything we can't instantly assume that everything's perfect at home because we know ourselves that we may look perfectly fine and behave well in school but in reality we have so much more going on at home and it just gives such more meaning to be able to have that ability not to just instantly assume everything. I feel like one of the positives from like ha 
Wait, what's the is the question? What are the positive impacts of your experiences and obstacles? That's it. Yep. Uh, one of the positive impacts is that I've learned that I'm not a, like my situation is ha well, it's kind of happening to everyone. Everyone in that here is a young carer, so everyone. I'm not alone, basically. Yeah. Perfectly put, Jake. Well done, everyone. What about the negative impacts of your experience and obstacles that you've had to overcome? We have to mature two times faster than all of our other friends and, uh, yeah, just everybody else because we need to take care of our loved ones and family. I feel like all the positives that we've, you know, pointed out are only considered positives if other people who aren't in a caring role can view those and to understand those that actually, you know, we've got those enhanced communication skills. We've got those different abilities that our lives as carers have taught us. And I feel like that, the only real negative other than sort of like the, the things you can't control, like your own mental health and things like that. The only real negative is how other people choose to view what we have to go through and how they view the experiences that we have to endure. That's true. And like some of the things that come along with our caring role that we might actually like for example, I spend a lot more time with my mum than your average teenager. Like, I like that. She likes that. We're happy. But your average teenager would probably hate that and think, oh, just leave me alone, leave me alone. But obviously, can't happen. But it's just a nice bonding experience. I think that's so true, too. And I think it allows you to create such a stronger bond with your family in general. And especially the person that you're caring for, because you're seeing them every day and every day, every day, all day, sorry. So it allows you to create that strong relationship. And like Lana said, most teenagers our age really don't like spending time with their family, but we don't really have a choice. So it's a matter of either being frustrated all the time that you have to see them or just dealing with it and getting to getting that best bond possible and just ensuring that you have that really good relationship every day. And also like, regardless of whatever family situation people have, there will always be an argument or a heated debate or a squabble or something that people disagree on. And it makes it that much more, I think difficult sometimes because we haven't got the, the escape to say, oh, well, you don't need my help. I don't need your help. Let's just, you know, not talk about it we need to adapt and to overcome the you know the little negatives so that we can keep functioning to look after those pe those people that we have to care for um i've also just realized or remembered that this is a podcast and that the whole time when people are talking i'm sat there nodding very engagingly because all the points that are being raised are so true but that can't like I can't obviously can't nod and people see that but it's important that like other people can realize that everything that is being said is so like almost 
fundamental like it's the fundamental issues and the the fundamental you know of everything that is being the young carer you mentioned for that um you have to mature like two times faster than the average person um of your age and you mentioned friendship groups um does your experience as a young carer impact your friendship groups and your relationships with other people? Um, I have a, one of my particular friend groups. We've literally known each other for life. So they, they've kind of come on the journey with me because they're always, like, obviously not during COVID, but they've always been around my house and they've experienced what happens with my mum and my brother and it can affect new friend groups and and when I'm trying to make friends which I already generally find difficult but it makes it a lot more difficult when school it's a place to escape from our home lives so if I'm being a bit of a nutcase, it's because I have to keep that all in control when I'm at home, because especially with my brother, if I have a mood, that impacts what he's going to act like. And it just all adds up. That last bit was an important point. The last bit was an important point to note that it's kind of like a cycle, like a loop how everything comes like in some way comes back to us as a carer you know the the impact that we have on the person we're caring for will affect how they behave and will affect how easy or difficult our job for that particular moment is i really liked that question shani about the impact that that your caring roles have on your friendship groups and meet and meeting new friends are there any other obstacles that that kind of get in the way so for example like joining new groups or or starting a new hobby is do you find that your caring role stops you from being able to experience or try new things I think it definitely does because I think we're very restricted as young carers with even just like growing up like we've missed so much childhood so much of our childhood because we we're young carers and to think that we're like still growing up and we're not adults yet but we technically still haven't experienced as much as what we could be experiencing compared to like other people our age um and I think that's definitely an obstacle with being a young carer because even just finding new hobbies it's a matter of well am I going to be able to stick to this because my young carer role may restrict me in doing that because it's a matter of will I have the time to do this is my caring role going to get in the way probably it probably will be so I think that's definitely hard with trying to find new hobbies if you struggle to find the time to do them and I think as young carers, we definitely struggle with time a lot. I think in terms of like hobbies and stuff, I mean, I know everyone is different. So like I'm a sibling carer. I'm caring for my brother. So I think things 
in terms of hobbies could be slightly easier for me as compared to what it is for other young carers because I have like a couple of hobbies like I volunteer at a museum and I have cadets but they're the only two hobbies that I have and they're on uh like almost on a timetable they repeat the same time you know, cadets repeats the same time every week and then my role at the museum repeats the same time yet once a month that you know there's small it's like they're short hours in like the grand scheme of things but because they've got that routine and because I've been able to do it for so long my brother was able to to adapt so now now that it's actually a part of my routine and a part of the family routine it's it's not as big a deal but definitely breaking into those those hobbies those habits that routine is definitely the biggest issue because if you can't slide it into that routine like almost seamlessly then it's guaranteed that something is going to come up to almost you know say well maybe I can't do this hobby anymore I can't you know attend this I think it's but obviously I'm the eldest um I found it a lot harder to navigate hobbies and stuff when I was younger compared to now like when I was little I used to do karate and I still did my music lessons but like my music lessons were at school and karate was like another bonding type thing with my mum but obviously she wasn't as bad as she's now but now um typically their hobbies that like Jamal said repeat week after week at the exact same time in the exact same span of time so I'm leaving and home at the exact same time that's fine but then like even just stuff like going out with friends or whatever like mm. if I can get myself there and I've come quite become quite proficient at that then I can go because it's like I set up my mom before I leave so she's got food water like she's dressed she's downstairs or upstairs wherever she needs to be and she's got one of those panic button things so that if she falls over or whatever then it monitors that and then she can get immediate help which is so useful and I honestly think that any young carer who cares for someone who's got a physical disability needs one for the person that they care for because they're so helpful and it takes so much pressure off of us because like I'm pretty sure all of us can understand the anxiety that we feel when we leave the house with um and we're not with the person that we care for it's like oh my god are they going to be okay like what if something happens I'm not going to be there oh my god oh my god oh my god but with that button it's like okay if anything does happen you can get immediate help and then I can meet her at the hospital or wherever happens they're so useful and yeah it sounds like it relieves a little bit of pressure off, off you Lana to know and, and to feel a little bit reassured when you are out of the house so I'm really glad that that you do have that that pressure off you a little bit thank you for sharing that how do you feel about your future and the support you would like as a young carer to prepare for future life so You've, you've spoken a little bit about already gaining the skills for, for future life and, and life skills, which, which is amazing. How do you, at the moment, how do you feel about your future? The immediate future for, for a young carer can be quite uncertain. Like, you know, no one quite knows how the day is going to run, you know, tomorrow, next week, you know, th throughout the course in between. But to, talking in terms of like long term, you know, like things like, you know, moving on. So some people here from GCSE to A-level, some people from A-level to university. 
I think the best support that like widespread could be implemented to help prepare or uh, to assist young carers for, you know, later in life is almost like recognition for, for the things that we enjoy, for the things that we, you know, for the things that we do, for the people that, we, that we've looked after. Because the government and employers and universities, they all recognize uh, GCSEs, they all recognize BTECs and A-levels and vocational qualifications, but the, the life situations and the experience that is gained that can't be defined as a certificate or a piece of paper isn't recognized. And that is what being a young carrier is. It's all that experience that we've built up across our, you know, days, months, years, however long it might be. So I think some sort of almost recognition or acknowledgement and some sort of like, I don't know what the word is, but some just things based around like what we've, what we've gone through. Thanks, Jamal. Jake, at our session last week, um, you spoke about having, you're at the stage where you're picking your options. So how do you feel, how do you feel about your future and, and how do you feel this week? Have you had more, have you had some chance, a chance to, to have a think about your options and your future and, and time for you? Yeah, I went through it with my mum and we were like, what we, we looked at them and we were like, which ones are you good at and which ones will help you in the future? And that helped me choose them and submit them off. Well, well done you. And how are you feeling? How do you feel about your future? Um, like school-wise, bad. I have to be Spanish. But apart from that, I think it's going to be all right once this pandemic is over. Um, I'm still at a very young age and um, I'm, it's just, I'm just trying to, I have a lot on my own shoulders as I have a lot of my own medical health conditions on top of my family's other health conditions and medical conditions and I'm just dealing with that all the time and I just don't really stop and think where am I going in my future. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have, have felt like have felt like that too Holly were like finding the time. Has anybody got any top tips to to help find that time because it's really important for you to look to, to look after yourself and for you to have that time for you um you're all juggling so much so it, it is important to, to find time this might sound a little bit dumb but i find that fidget toys help like an awful lot so i'll like be sat in class or on the way to school or whatever and i just have a fidget toy because it's like you know like when you like get really pensive and you think about like all of your life and like your care responsibility and everything and it starts to build up and it can be like a massive overwhelming wave really but like the fidget toy is really grounding in a way because like your hands are always busy it's something like solid to hold on to which is something we don't really have as a young carer i think 
my sort of tip would be just to do whatever can get you out of your your caring headspace whatever it is that you enjoy doing take whether it be 15 minutes whether it be a couple of hours out of your day make time and dedicate a space and just prepare yourselves to do whatever it is that you enjoy doing whatever it is that can relax you because it's very important just for a short time just but every day just to have that sort of relief otherwise things do build up and you get that that stress and that that weight builds on your shoulders Thank you.